99% of people say that family is the most important thing in their life. Yet, building a harmonious family can be a challenge to many of us. So many questions we have no answers to. In this podcast, I, Nevena Bajalac, Dubai's number one harmonious family expert and coach, author and speaker, interview parents around the globe so you can hear the real stories, experiences and struggles parents face. Every guest will, will share with us a unique discovery about parenting, something that nobody told them about. And I will also share with all of you unique tools, strategies that you can use to enjoy parenting more and building that harmonious family you have dreamed about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new episode of Building a Harmonious Family with Nevin Abajalats. And today our guest is coming from U.S., uh, his name is Jeffrey France, and Jeffrey is a father. He's a grandfather. He has been married for 37 years, and he's going to share with us some tips on happy and long-lasting marriage today and also parenting. Uh, he's a life coach, meditation practitioner, and also leadership trainer. Uh, he used to be a pastor as well, so a lot of experience uh, to hear in this episode, so make sure to stay with us till the end. Jeffrey, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for taking the time thanks i'm honored to be here it is my pleasure so i love to ask my guests to share a little bit with us about your journey uh your let's say marriage journey your family journey parenting journey just in a, in a couple of minutes um maybe there's some specific stories some struggles that happened uh in the past mm -hmm. so then we will see how did you overcome them so we can help those who are listening and going through a similar thing Sure, sure. Yeah, I think I really knew uh, at a pretty young age that uh, I was meant to be married. Um, I don't know how to describe that. Just a just a sense of uh, needing to belong, I guess, to someone to walk life together with someone. And uh, um, I had uh, gone through school, college. Uh, had uh, just started my my first job. Actually, I studied originally to be a newspaper reporter and editor. Actually, I was going to be a writer. I was going to write the great American novel, I think. <laughs> uh, that's what I started out wanting to do. And uh, I was going to be a, a newspaper uh, writer just to you know, put food on the table in the meantime. And uh, and as it turns out, I uh, had wound up going to seminary instead and served as a church pastor for about 20 years. But the funny thing is, is actually, is while I was a uh, uh, working with the newspaper, that's where, uh, when I met who would be my wife. Uh, her name's Brenda. And um, yeah, we were married in June of 1984. And uh, probably one of the biggest uh, pivots or challenges is when I had uh, decided to go to seminary, felt the call to go to seminary and serve as a church pastor. And, uh, you know, Brenda likes to joke that uh, she did not marry a pastor. <laughs> uh, but at one point, uh, but, but she, she fell into the, the, uh, that life just, just fine. You know, she was good with it. And uh, yeah, actually, I when I finally passed that five as a journalist five for five years, and when I passed that point in uh, uh, 
my vocation as a pastor that was that was, that was kind of strange like suddenly i was a pastor longer than i was a, a newspaper writer and that was the world i knew was newspaper writing you know so um um yeah and the rest is history uh, we had uh, three lovely children they're all adults now out of the home one is married one is getting married this october <laughs> congratulations uh, yeah yeah thank you thank you we're all excited and um <clears throat> uh yeah the rest of the, the rest is history we are we continue on we're planning to uh actually we would like to renew our vows at our 40th anniversary coming up in just a few years and we would like to do that in ireland that's uh we both have ancestors from from ireland and said we Beautiful. would like to we always wanted to visit i'm sorry Beautiful. I said beautiful. I think it's going to yeah. be a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful idea. So I hope you're going to enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, well, we're hoping that uh, things will continue to open and stay open post COVID to do that. And I was just reading that uh, things are continuing to open up, uh, even in Europe. And uh, we had, uh, you know, we, we were starting to make the plans. We got about three years to plan it. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we all hope that in three years, the world will, will go back to normal. Um, oh my gosh. So, so tell me, I, I love, you've been a pastor, so you must help so many people with their marriages and some struggles. And what would you say is the number one struggle people have in their marriage or their family out of your experience? Mm. Well, statistically, it's uh, supposedly centers around finances. And, uh, and not so much that there's not enough money in the family, but, uh, but who makes the decisions for the, the family finances and, and who, uh, who controls that, and uh, which really leads to a power struggle. And isn't that, uh, that's the human situation, isn't it? Yeah. It always seems to go back as to who's making, who, who's calling the shots. Yeah, who's making the decision. And that, and that winds up in, uh, in families as well. You know, I think for me, as I've looked back, um, even since the years I'd been a pastor, um, and what that what's that been? I think the last time I served a church was like five or six years ago. I don't keep track of those things very well. I just move on with life, you know. Um, but I, I, I really think it come uh, so much of it seems to come down to understanding what marriage is, and and and, and being prepared for it. Uh, I, I know as a church pastor, I was uh, very much involved uh, with uh, colleagues who were who were trying to uh, bring premarital preparation back, call it premarital counseling. I never liked that term because it always sounds like you already got a problem. You know, I need counseling. Premarital preparation, I think, is the better term. But anyway, that's semantics. The, the point is, is that uh, um, a lot of couples go into uh, marriage not really understanding what that relationship is about. And what, I mean, when we take the vow for better or for worse, we don't realize how bad worse can be. And, and it kind of blindsides them. And, and it puts a, a, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress uh, to the breaking point. And if they're not ready, um, the marriage can suffer and fail. So can you put some light on us what do you what, what marriage is like you said people don't understand what marriage is and i agree because working with all the families i realize that there there's some mistakes that we make we expect the person will change the situations will change mm. so on so right. but but i would like to hear from you i mean i'm not married yet uh, i'm looking forward to build my family i know also what i'm looking for exactly 
And I would love to learn also from you myself and also others what a marriage is and uh, what are some things we should really expect and understand about that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Um, I do come from a obvious evangelical Christian perspective, but I, I think it, it works. <laughs> uh, the, um, the whole idea of, uh, of covenants, and in this case, uh, somewhat different from a legal contract where you enter into a contract as a business person, for example, and you're wanting to protect your, your resources, your livelihood, and your rights in this, in this relationship, this legal uh, relationship. Uh, but for me, the, co- the, the, the idea of covenant, and especially marriage as a covenant, is it's not what I get out of it. It's what I give to it. The energy goes a whole different direction. Uh, that, that, that idea of self-sacrifice. Uh, here's an example. Um, a lot of the quote traditional, and I know I just did the uh, air quotes that they're not going to see on the podcast. <laughs> just imagine everybody, I'm doing air quotes here. <laughs> uh, the uh, traditional uh, marriage vows, uh, you, you hear them say, uh, I take you as my lawfully wedded husband. I take you as my lawfully wedded wife. Let's reframe that. I give myself to you as your lawfully wedded husband or your lawfully widow. I give, I am giving my life to you. As a matter of fact, I, my, my uh, service in the church was in the United Church of Christ. And that's, that was actually the language of our, our marriage ceremony, which by the way, was very beautiful. Um, but it was that whole idea of giving. And uh, as my own pastor, when I was getting married, uh, the uh, as he put it, it's it's not a sharing of 50 50. Here's another one, you know, I'm, I'm going in this 50 50, you know, we're going to meet. No, it's a hundred, it's got to be a hundred, a hundred. I am entering into this 100 percent, and uh, my spouse is entering into this relationship 100 percent. So I think that's the, that's a, a real important uh, idea for anybody going into marriage, understanding you are giving yourself totally, you're giving your, your life totally to another human being. And that, and as far as, you know, any kind of social engagement, that's going to be the biggest decision you will ever make in your life. Wow. I agree. And I love this perception shift of, you know, I give myself and also it's not 50, 50, it's 100, 100. Um, because I think as long as we are in this, you know, oh, I give, then I expect in return, it's more of a transactional relationship. It's not really, you know, giving yourself to this relationship. And it doesn't even matter if, if you know, you don't get uh, the same amount. Like there, there should not even be that kind of, oh, I give and now I expect in return. I think right. you will agree. You will agree. So tell us right. a little but- bit more. Tell me, yes. Oh, no, I agreeing with you. And, you know, and I think uh, it also goes back to that notion of what love is. Let's face it. Uh, a lot of folks enter into marriage with these rose colored glasses that uh, this romantic notion of love, which, by the way, <laughs> the biggest romantic on the planet Earth here. I, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I love romance. But but entering into a marriage, you know, this this goes beyond feeling. Love, love in its truest form and its truest sense is an act of will. Um, and I think that is hugely important. Feelings come and go, you know, uh, feelings uh, will rise and they will fall. There are some days you're just not going to feel in love, you know, 
feelings are liars. <laughs> They're very deceptive. You know, you, you got to watch them. You can't trust them. Um, but, you know, but when you're thinking of love, real love that you're giving to a spouse, to a soulmate, to a life mate, um, you know, that's got to be an act of will. And, and when you, you when you look at the, the, the classical forms of love, uh, the the love of friendship, the phileo is, uh, you know, from the Greek, that 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 brotherly love or eros, the, uh, you know, the, the romantic love or even the sexual love. But there is that agape love, that love of God, uh, as it were, that that is a decision you make. That's an action you take. And it doesn't you pointed out so well, uh, it doesn't depend on what comes back to me. You know, if I have a friend and after a while, my friend isn't answering my phone calls uh, or have a girlfriend and, you know, she keeps breaking the dates with me. I'm not getting the attention back that I'm giving. Eventually that relationship's going to fail, isn't it? I mean, yeah. eventually you're just going to say, hey, enough is enough. But uh, in, in a marriage where that's based on the agape self-giving love, it doesn't matter what comes back. I continue to love. You can't stop me from loving. I'm not saying that marriage isn't in, in trouble, <laughs> you know, still we, yeah. we may need to work some things out, but, but it doesn't just go away just because I didn't get what I want. Yes. And I'm not saying, oh, you shouldn't like, you should just give, give, give and not, you don't get anything in return, but I'm saying our focus right. should not be in expecting the results exactly. in expecting that we right. shouldn't be givers. We are naturally givers. We are, we're mm -hmm. carers. We are uplifters. So it's not about, oh, I'm giving so I can get in return, right? right? So exactly. I, I recently worked with a client and she really wanted to get married. She was in a long relationship. She was uh, in a marriage before and, and it was it a was sense of security for her. And, and her mm -hmm. partner didn't, didn't believe in institution of marriage. So uh, they've been together for a couple of years and we started working together. And I told her, you have to let go yeah. of this because you are pushing and the more you're pushing, the more he's pulling, right? So it's a very interesting dynamic. So it was so incredible. And in a couple of weeks, she really, she, she just decided she loved this relationship so much and it's a very good relationship. And, and, and then she called me and she said, he just proposed to me. And, and you know, it was, it was such a surprise, but it was a beautiful thing, really. Yes. So it's really interesting that, you know, all the work has to be on us. And I think when people take that responsibility, of themselves in the relationship and their emotions and their feel doesn't mean we're not going to get hurt or disappointed right. or have expectations, but understand. They're guaranteed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but understand that as well. Next question I want to ask you, Jeffrey, is uh, children, right? Kids. Right. So do you do you see that uh, that kids sometimes make a marriage even stronger or the marriage is broke apart? when the kids are there, right? If the, if the relationship is not strong already, what, what was your observation there? I think, I, I don't think I would necessarily put it in that framework. Um, kids obviously are going to put stresses on, on a marriage. I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. You know, an, another human being coming into this, this family dynamic you know, it's just you and your spouse, and then all of a sudden, this this other child, and 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 the family dynamic is going to be different. The energy flow is going to be very different in that family. You got brand new responsibilities, and again, talking about finances, the cost of raising a child. I even lost track of what the cost is now uh, to raise a child to eighteen, but it's it's enormous. You know, um, but I think you know it. 
it, it will probably having a child for me anyway is going to really more reveal the nature of that marriage now, obviously it's going to put new, new new forces on it new stresses but in the end it, it's not going to necessarily strengthen or weaken the marriage as much as it's going to reveal what is the strength of that marriage already mm. yes i like how you said that uh, and yes exactly um, so what would you say to the, to the people who are getting married now? What are some tips you would give them to have, you know, 40 year anniversary of a happy marriage? What is some advice you would give them? And that includes, you know, the relationship, the children. What are some, uh, some tips that you can share with us? One thing that came to my mind, a uh, 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 point that you had raised, and it just led me to think this is, is that understanding of who, uh, who is it that you're marrying you know um know your partner your your would-be spouse uh and then then it, there it goes back to premarital preparation so it's just just huge um i've used instruments in my uh, premarital preparation assessments that had uh, that, that generated conversation which i think is hugely important um that raised issues that the couples had never even thought of and it might be finances, you know, it might be sexual relationship, it might be dynamics with the in-laws, um, which is always uh, interesting. Um, but it, it raises questions that they can start to get into conversation with. If, they, if they're in agreement, say 20% uh, on, on this matter, we might want to talk. You know, you're only in agreement on 20% on, on family dynamics. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that. What's getting in the way of that. And let's celebrate where you're 80 or 90% in, in agreement. So know, know your, uh, your would-be spouse, uh, you know, take an assessment, you know, find, find someone who will, if you're getting married by a pastor, uh, most of them have some kind of premarital preparation training and instrument in place. And if not, go to a, a community counselor, find somebody. Yeah. So that, that, that would be a big one. Thank you. And I agree. I noticed when I worked with families, um, obviously I was young, so I didn't have that experience. And also my family dynamic when I grew up wasn't so harmonious. So I think that's also what pushed me to really be passionate about this topic and understand relationships and, and marriages. So I started asking my clients and people, like when they will point something that either break relationship or it's bothering them, like you said, maybe finances, maybe the way they were raising the child, maybe whatever it is. And he asked me, well, did you ever talk about this before your marriage? Or did right. you ever, you know, did you know that were you aware yeah. that this person is like this? If a person sits on the couch and plays video games and they don't <laughs> have set goals, right? And you're right. marrying this person. And you have a belief I will change this person or they will change. They will become more responsible where the chances for that are not so big. So like you said, you have to understand who are you marrying to and not expect this person. People do change. I believe in that, but they really have to be ready for a change and you don't want to yes. change. So yeah. this is one of the things. And second one is really, I noticed parents don't discuss. I studied and I work with parents and families with special mm -hmm. needs. And nobody ever brought a topic, what we're going to do if our child has a special need. It's a very difficult right. topic. It's a very big disappointment. It's a lot of guilt, a lot of stress. Yes. And, uh, and, and a lot of marriages, you know, they just couldn't sustain, uh, you know, that kind of, they didn't know how to deal now with this whole things happening and their emotions. 
So I think, like you said, talking about it, writing, the, uh, you know, discussing all different topics with your partner. And, and, and if you need help from a coach or a counselor, pastor, someone like that, I think that can definitely help. Right. Yeah, that communication is huge. And a good uh, uh, preparation program will do that. Mine, uh, the one I use was uh, uh, involved a lot of active listening, a lot of conflict resolution, you know, and in fact, we would take a, a, a place of low agreement, a, a topic like finances, for example, and that would become, we would turn into a living laboratory. Okay, you're going to go work on this. And here are some conflict resolution and communication techniques to see how this works for you. Um, you know, and, and I don't want to give the impression either, and I, and I throw this out as a caution, not just because of uh, my, my faith background, but because again, socially, I'm not at all suggesting that couples immediately cohabitate, that they immediately move in together. Uh, statistically, again, uh, couples who had moved in together without any, at least without any immediate plans for marriage, it actually turned out to be, um, there, there's some dynamic at work that those marriages more often than not failed more often than the, than the ones that uh, had waited to cohabitate after marriage. Um, and and I, the more I reflected on that, I think it goes back again a lot to that communication. The couples will say, oh, I'm going to get to know my partner by moving in with him or her. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean the communication is, is taking place. That doesn't necessarily mean they're learning techniques of active listening and of conflict resolution and and uh, assertiveness and, and and things like that and so when you add them once they are married and you add in now the dynamic of the, the forces of now being in this yes legal contract and a spiritual contract just you know okay it takes it to the breaking point it's not at all what they expected and they don't know how to handle it well, uh, I mean, these are such incredible insights and really helped me also, no matter, you know, um, it really helped me look at some things from a different perspective and appreciate some things more. Jeffrey, tell us as we are wrapping this episode, how can people connect with you? We're going to make sure that we put links here in the description of this episode, right. but tell us a little bit more uh, just uh, now and how can people reach out to you, connect with you and how you can help them. Sure. Um, I do have a Facebook page and, and also my the name of my company, if I'm allowed to give it to you, that and because that's where most of my communication comes through, is New Horizons Life and Leadership Development. I tell people that's a long name, but it gets you there. New Horizons Life and Leadership Development. And uh, you can find my uh, my webpage, which is always under construction. Uh, it's, it's it's that name, New Horizons Life and Leadership Development.com all put together and um i do have a, a personal facebook page a business face facebook page by the same name i'm on instagram thumbtack or i'm sorry i do have an instagram account i'm just building that don't go there okay <laughs> uh, i'm on linkedin yeah linkedin is uh, is the account to go to or i'm also on thumbtack and did you want an email address as well no, we will put the links in the description. So everyone who, gotcha. who, who are listening to this, they can just go and click directly when you open the description. Well, Jeffrey, thank you so much for your time and all of these insights. Uh, it was really priceless. And I want to thank, thank everyone you. for listening, for being here. Make sure to subscribe to your podcast, download this episode, share with others so they can benefit as well. So we can continue building the families 
in, in what they're supposed to be, right? A little bit more harmony yes. uh, one day at a time. Thank you once again, everyone, for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.